How's it going, podcasters? This is Faith Fit, and I'm Kathy Laguna. Welcome aboard as we chat with our special guest this week. I have Dana Catherine from North Carolina for this episode. Not only has Dana crafted a unique sound for herself, a pretty stylish mixture of Adele meets Natasha Bettenfield, in my opinion. She's also a very strong believer in creating a heartfelt music experience for the young church. And I think she's doing exactly that. Nice to have you on the podcast, Dana. Thank you so much for having me, Catherine. Of course. You know, I think you must have been a really cool kid in middle school writing music already. (laughs) And you called them prayer songs. And I think it's really cool. So it's prayers from you to God. So tell us about your start as a singer-songwriter. Because to me, I feel like I already showed your maturity towards your faith and your relationship with God. I mean, I don't think I was that talented, you know, early on. Oh, thank you. Well, yeah, so I started writing songs like um like I've said in in middle school and I really like I didn't really play the piano or the guitar yet. Um I had taken lessons for the <laughs> piano, but I just did not want to practice. So I really didn't know any instruments. So I would literally just write songs in my mind. Ooh. Um and record them like on I guess I didn't have a, a phone back then, but record them on a little recorder. Mm-hmm. Um and it just became kind of like my journal. Uh, and, and in middle school, I mean, I always loved music. Like I was always humming something. My family would have to tell me to quiet down because I was either <laughs> singing something or humming. Um, so it was always so natural. But yeah, I remember in middle school, I wrote some song that was about like growing up too fast. <laughs> um, and so I guess I always liked mature themes for my songs. But then really throughout high school, I started writing more and more. Um, I remember I had written a song about my grandma one time who I was really close with, but then she passed away. So that was kind of like another pretty yeah. serious theme. Um, but then I'm sure we'll get into this more, right? But in college is when I really doubled down and um, wrote a lot of songs and a lot of music because it was kind of just flowing out of me as uh, my prayers to God. At that point, it was all about God in college. Yeah. Oh, definitely. So then when did you were able to like learn the piano and you know guitar now? Yes. So I was 17. Uh, it was senior year of high school mm-hmm. here in North Carolina. And I it was right before Christmas. And I had turned on this documentary of uh, Taylor Swift. And I saw her <laughs> in her room <laughs> writing songs on a guitar. I'm not even kidding. And like, I liked Taylor Swift, right? But yes. I was like, obsessed with her. Um, <laughs> and so I remember telling my parents, I was like, I would love a guitar for Christmas. And, you know, it would help me with my music, whatever. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect anything. And then on Christmas Day, that was my present. And by the end of that day, I had written like two or three songs on the guitar I had taught myself. And so then that's what I was writing on all throughout college for four years and even up until really this past year. And then um, I was just on the road with Phil Wickham, who's a great Christian singer, and he was playing piano. This was a few months ago. Mm-hmm. I, I had never seen him play piano um, and it inspired me to kind of like relearn piano. So now this past, these past like few months, I've been writing a lot of songs on the piano, which is a whole new vibe. And I love it. Oh, yeah, definitely. Do you think it opens up a little bit more of a creativity when it comes to your music? How do you translate your maybe your writing, your poetry into a song with the piano? Yeah, I, I mean, it's totally different. Like yesterday, honestly, I was trying to write some songs on the guitar because I hadn't in a while and it was mm. actually a little hard because now I'm in the mindset of piano at least like this <laughs> this month or this week 
I don't know. I don't know how to describe it, but with a different sound and a different tone of like every different instrument. And, and for me right now, it's just guitar and piano. It brings a whole new atmosphere and mood to songs. Um, and I'm able to write songs that are much different on the piano than on the guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, for me on the guitar, a lot of my songs are more pop and upbeat. And I'm, I know you can do that on the, on the piano too. But for me lately, um, these songs on the piano have just been, I don't know, like they're a lot more heartfelt for me right now. It's like even when I learn a new chord on the guitar, like like one new chord and I can use it for a song and integrate it into all the other chords I know. Yes. It creates a whole different um, type of sound for me. It's, it's the same thing, just like switching over to piano. Um, it's a whole new world. It's really, really cool. And I'm wondering like what other um, <laughs> instruments I can learn now yeah. to write on. But, so then yeah. when did you start incorporating your faith into your songwriting? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, so like I said, I was always writing songs just because it was so fun for me. And I don't know, it was something really natural. Um, I started incorporating my faith a lot more into my songs in um, when I was at UNC Chapel Hill here in North Carolina. Very cool. Um, a few years ago. I remember I had written like a few songs about God uh, in high school. But it was really when I got to college. Because any artist, like in any way, will tell you, um, that what they write about or draw or paint or whatever, it all has to do with what they care about most. And I got into UNC and I was super excited. It was the one college I wanted to go to, the one college I wanted to apply to. Um, and I got in, but then I got there my freshman year and I saw that there was like this culture of pleasure seeking and hedonism and just emptiness, at least freshman year. That's what I was surrounded by. Um, and when you're when you're surrounded by stuff that you know is not of God and you know God doesn't want for you, it makes you choose between that kind of worldly way of living or um, Christ-centered living. And so I really had to choose Christ um, very early on in college in a way that I hadn't before, mm-hmm. and that led me on a path to really grow in relationship with the Lord um, and very intimately and personally and intentionally. And as that happened through prayer and sacraments and all of that, um, God truly became my number one, um, first and foremost. And so I started writing songs much more about God um, until, honestly, by senior year of college, um, when I got the opportunity to, re- to record my debut album, by senior year of college, all of my songs were about God. And I mean, wow. it was like hard to write any other kinds of songs. So it was definitely the Holy Spirit working wow. through me, for sure. So then as someone who travels and presents at different events, I think you've created a really interesting concept of trust and surrendering. And you've even written some topics on your blog about that. I find that very cool. So what would you say to young adults who may think trusting is too risky or that surrendering is probably giving up a little bit of our freedom? Oh my gosh, I could say so much about that. That's a really good question. Go um, <laughs> just talk for the next hour and a half. Yes. No, trust and surrender in general, that I feel like is uh, the foundation of my life, especially right now. And um, throughout college, when I really had to hold on to the Lord, and then after college, when I had to figure out, like, how am I going to do this music thing that I feel God calling me to? Trusting in God as a good father. Um, and surrendering my plans and like my every moment to him became necessity. And I realized early on that a lot of us find it really hard to trust God, including myself. It was really hard to trust God at the beginning. Uh, and I only started trusting the Lord when it was kind of like my only option because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. things seemed kind of, I mean, it's a long story, but 
things around me just kind of seemed to be very confusing and things were falling apart and what I thought I knew I didn't and who I thought mm-hmm. I was uh, I didn't I mean I, I ended up not being that person and God was showing me who I truly was and so I had to trust God because my it was my only option um, I felt like I was backed into a corner and so what I learned is that trusting God will will never be something that we'll regret surrendering our lives to God and like the, the big things and the small things like God cares about all of it and we will never regret surrendering to the Lord um, and I've seen especially as a young person with so many changes uh, that we go through in our lives at this time and so many big decisions we make surrendering is worth it and God will always provide where he leads us so if we surrender uh, whatever part of our lives hopefully our whole lives to him mm-hmm. and he leads us somewhere he's never um, going to leave us there. He's not going to call us to walk on water and then like let us drown. Like that's not the type of father we have. Uh, and I've also learned, cause I remember I ask high schoolers this when I'm talking to them or really anybody, I ask people to raise their hands. Like who here has ever thought, um, that life with Christ is going to be boring. And if you really surrender and you really live as the person you're called to be, that you are just going to have such a boring life with a bunch of limitations um, you're not going to be able to have any fun or be mm-hmm. satisfied or fulfilled, you know, or be joyful. It's just going to be dreary. I ask people, like, who has ever thought that? And a lot of people, if they're honest, mm-hmm. um, they'll raise their hands. And I remember I used to think that back in high school, especially. Like, I loved God, but I still had that idea, that line in the back of my mind, that if I truly follow Christ and I give everything to Him, life's just not going to be that great. And what I've learned... um, in my journey and this continual journey of like trusting and surrendering everything I am and everything I have to God, what I've learned is that life with Christ is anything but boring. Um, John Paul II said life with Christ is a wonderful adventure. And the only way I've uh, been able to see that and see that that's true is by actually living it out in my life. Um, and when we trust, when we surrender, we become the people that we never thought we could be, but the people we were meant to be. And we do the things we never thought we could do, but it was, it's the things that we were always created to do. And it's just, it's pretty crazy. It's an awesome ride if you um, give everything to God. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I, that's why I found your concept of trust and surrendering so interesting because it's something that I've also been challenged with. And, and you know, we can go on and I can share my experience <laughs> too, but definitely yeah. I think it's something that we're never going to regret trusting and surrendering to him and you know, thank you for painting that picture because I think it completely describes the relationship of our father. Yeah. Um, so then I, I really yeah. wanted to get into um, your music because, I mean, you're pretty cool. You've already successfully <laughs> dropped two albums. I mean, that's pretty great. Yeah. So yeah. your debut <laughs> album, Glorious Horizons, was released in 2015. Mm-hmm. And recently you've dropped another album, Nothing in the World. I mean, congratulations. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's all God. Definitely all God. (laughs) How does it feel to have accomplished all of this in a field or a career that you're so passionate about? Oh, my gosh. It feels wonderful. Um, And the one word I could use to describe it is just, like, gratitude. I'm just so grateful that God has led me here. And like I said, like, it all just started with trusting God and surrendering to every opportunity He gave me, every person He brought into my life. And, um it's just kind of crazy to now be sitting here um, and and I'm 24 and I have an album out and now a new EP out with a record label that I love. And um, yeah, I'm just super grateful and grateful that 
these songs that I just write in my room, like, and they, you know, at first were just my prayers to God. Now they like really <laughs> legitimately are other people's prayers and yes. they listen to them like, you know, like on their, I was going to say on their iPods, but no, like phones, you know, they listen <laughs> to them in the car while yeah. they're studying, whatever it is. Like that to me is absolutely ridiculous. And only God <laughs> could have done that with this gift that he's given me of, of music. Yeah. So with your latest album, Nothing in the World, you also have a title track of the same name. Tell us your creative writing process for that song and what it means to you. So that song was actually very, like the way I wrote it was very different from how I've written any other song thus Ooh. far in my life. Um, I was in Chicago where my record label is and um, I was doing something, I think doing something for my savior and me, the other song. And my producer we, me and him had gotten together and he had put together this track, basically this song, like all the background music, mm -hmm. right? Um, and he showed it to me and there was no words, no melody. And he said, like, do you want to try to write over this? And he had shown me a few other songs like that with no melody, no words. And I was like, oh, I'm not sure. But then with this one track, I, I right away in my mind heard that loop, like nothing in the nothing in the world. And um, so then I went upstairs for like an hour and I wrote the song. And so I thought it was really cool. That was a totally different way of songwriting for me because usually I'm just sitting down with my guitar mm -hmm. or now um, on the piano, right, and writing a song. So this whole song, Nothing in the World, and the reason why I chose it for to be the title track of this EP is because it really does mean a lot to me. And the words go like, nothing in the world satisfies like you. Um, nothing in the world basically can fill my soul like you can, God. And... Um, I think that just reigns so true in my life and especially over the past few years, like I graduated from college in 2015. Now it's what, 2018. So it's been a few years, um, not too many, but, um, throughout my ministry and traveling around the U S like speaking to young people, especially and sharing this music and going on retreats and mission trips with all these people and making relationships with high schoolers and college students and people my age, especially, um, the one thing I realize more and more is that we're all searching for more. We're all searching for um, so much, right? We have these desires that are so deep that we don't even know what to do with them sometimes. Um, and the world, right, our culture so often tells us that we can be satisfied um, by all of these shallow things, mm -hmm. by like using one another, by using other things, right? Like a lot of a lot of what I experienced my freshman year of college, all of that pleasure seeking. Um, and then people, no matter what you're doing, no matter where you're from, no matter what your upbringing is, when people um, try to take part in those empty things and they try to satisfy themselves with things that are not God, like they always come up empty. We always know we feel emptier and emptier. And that's that's why it just made me realize, like, truly, truly, in our heart of hearts, like, we were made to be satisfied by God. And that's what this song is about. Nothing will satisfy us except for the love of God, and that should be our foundation, and then everything else flows from that. Um, and it's so simple, but it's something that we all can miss very easily, and I don't want people to miss it. And so I hope when they listen to this song, if they're going through anything, if, if they're feeling this desire for more, this desire to be loved or fulfilled, um, and they're not getting that right now, I hope that this song turns them to the one person who really will satisfy their souls. Yeah. Wow, that's really deep. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. And I also got a little bit of chills there when you started singing. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> 
Oh, thank I you. love it. Like, I love that melody so much. And that's what attracted me to the song. Like, not only the words, but the way you sing it. It's like I could totally feel, like, your emotions behind it, too, you know? Oh, I'm glad. Thank <laughs> the Lord. Yeah, that was, I mean, so those four or five words, like, that just was playing in my mind when I wow. heard the track. So there you go. And that's yeah. the Holy Spirit. Mm, so, oh, definitely. <laughs> do you have a specific song that's very close to your heart? Yes. <laughs> I figured you I would. <laughs> I definitely do. I Will Follow is by far, I'd say, my favorite. Wow. On, um, Are you talking about on the EP? Yes, yes. I'll definitely play yeah. that one after the podcast, too, so everybody can listen to it as well. Yes, please do. <laughs> um, and so this song, once again, people will realize, I think even in Glorious Horizons, mm-hmm. um, they'll see, like, all of my music has this underlying theme of surrendering to God and being vulnerable with him. Even if it, if the words don't say that, I think people can just feel that, um, cause that's my heart. And so this, this song I will follow is the last track on the EP Nothing in the World. Um, I think it's the first song of the five songs that I, I wrote. Um, and I've had this song for maybe about like two years. And so I wrote I will follow back then. I mean, I was only a year out of college. I still was not exactly sure what I was supposed to do with my music and with mm-hmm. the album Glorious Horizons that I had. Um, and I was still thinking maybe I should have like a normal job, like maybe I should go <laughs> to the medical field because that's what I thought I was going to do originally. Mm-hmm. And I was just so conflicted because I felt God pulling my heart towards music, even though it was like such a confusing path, right? It's not like yeah. there's a specific way to do music, a specific road to go down mm-hmm. um, to be successful in that. So I felt God pulling me in that direction spiritually and through prayer and stuff. But then I wanted to fall back on the reasonable and solid and normal job of like doing something in the medical field, right? And so I was at this crossroads a few years ago between wanting to surrender to God, but also just wanting to do something that was a little easier with my life. And in the midst of all of that, I was reading this devotional one morning, and a part of the devotional was this poem by St. John Henry Newman. I think it's honestly like one of his most famous poems. I didn't realize it at the time. (laughs) But the first... (laughs) The first few lines were, um, I don't ask to see the distant scene. One step is enough for me. Mm. And then it goes into this whole basically thing about trusting God and the fact that we'll never see the big picture. Um, but for him, for St. John Henry Newman, that was okay because he knew God was worthy of being trusted. And I thought to myself, I thought, oh, my gosh, this is totally God speaking to me <laughs> today um, when I was in the midst of all of that confusion and that struggle of trusting the Lord, because all of us, I mean, especially myself, I used to be very controlling, right? I always wanted to be in control of my life, and you just can't be if you're following God. He mm-hmm. is the one that uh, it was meant, always meant to be in control, um, and we always want to see the big picture. We always want to see the whole road, but God asks us to take the next step, and the next step, and the next step, uh, just completely trusting Him like a child with their father, um, and so that's what this song is about. The chorus goes, um, I am yours completely. It's the only thing I know. Wherever you lead me, I will follow. Um, and that was perfect for that time in my life. And look what God did with my life since then. I mean, like, yeah, I'm so now, true. you know, I have this EP, but from there, like, I, I became a youth minister after I wrote that song, which was amazing because that led me to speaking, honestly, and to being comfortable with that, wow. speaking in front of, you know, crowds of people. Mm-hmm. And then I met Rekindle Records. Um, which is at my record label. And then he called me to step out and do this music full time, music and speaking full time <laughs> about a year ago. And then he provided with all of that. And now, I mean, I'm just traveling around doing this for him 24 um, seven. 
And so that's where I will follow came from. And that's where, where it led to really. It's kind of my, the biggest prayer I've ever had in my life is just God help me follow wherever you lead me. So definitely play that song for listeners. It's my favorite. It's my favorite prayer. Yeah. And so through your experiences in the middle of the challenges that you probably faced in college and so forth, or even when darkness tries to cover that light, because, you know, sometimes it does at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah. How does your faith and your light stay burning brightly? Because, I mean, it surely has. I think I've always wondered that because throughout anything, especially throughout my college experiences where I felt lonely and I felt really confused about what where the light was at the end of the tunnel, right? And like what God <laughs> yeah. was calling me to in a greater sense, I always somehow had hope. And of course, it's by the grace of God, right? Like, I mean, I could have easily not had hope. Um, it's not due to me that I had hope. It's due to the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. But I always wondered, like, why did I have that positive outlook, even when things seemed like pretty bleak? Um, and I think a big part of it is memory. I think memory is a huge virtue that people don't even realize is a thing we should rely on um, more than we do. So uh, whenever things are <laughs> seem a little dark and it feels like, you know, I'm walking through a valley instead of that mountaintop experience. Um, what has helped me is look, looking back at my life thus far, my short life, right? Like 24 <laughs> years, but looking back at the times when God has really shown himself to be faithful, um, looking back at the times when I was on the, mount- the mountaintop instead of in the valley, looking back on the times where I felt like such joy and satisfaction in the Lord and looking back on those good, beautiful moments, filled with such peace, that's how I can look forward and see the light at the end of the tunnel, because nothing is ever forever, right? And our lives, I've realized, are just a cycle of valleys and mountaintops. Um, And through that cycle of the ups and downs, like, it's a good thing. It purifies us, and it helps us trust in God more and more. Um, And so, yeah, that's how I get through, I think, the dark times, is just remembering the times of light and remembering that nothing's forever. And, um Also, the way we feel in any given moment is not truth itself. The truth is that there's always hope and God's always near. And um, wherever we are right now is where we're meant to be. And so I try to embrace that. Yeah. Wow, that was absolutely beautiful. And that's definitely like my Instagram post that I usually do, like a little soundbite teaser for the podcast. Yeah. (laughs) That's all good. Okay. Good, I'm glad. <laughs> so so what's next for Dana Catherine? By the way, I think that name is very cool. I mean, I feel like I see it in stars or something, you know? It's just, I mean, you, I mean, you said before when we were talking about the podcast before we started recording, but I mean, I think it's really cool that you used your middle name as a last name. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, well, of course. Yeah, you better like that name, Catherine. It's your name. Exactly. Um, Catherine's are the best. <laughs> but what what is next? Um, the easy answer would be <laughs> that I'm <just> following <laughs> where God leads, where, which I am, you know, in the next of few years. Course. But specifically, um, now I have this EP out, which was, it was just dropped about like two weeks ago. So I'm excited about that. So I'm good. going to be, you know, touring with the EP and trying to get it out there as much as possible. Um, so people can hear and pray with these songs like I have for so long. Um, this summer, I might be um, working on a new EP now because I'm always writing, right? So uh, my record label and I are going to hopefully be working on some new music. So that'll be out maybe next year, um, but always trying to write new music because that's the heart of everything I do and um, my mission. And then in the fall, I'm not going to give too much information on it yet because it hasn't been released, mm-hmm. but I will most likely be traveling... Um, all throughout the fall months, 
um, in the south, in the northeast, all around to different Catholic churches and doing some adoration there, praise and worship adoration, and then some concerts. Um, So I will be pretty busy in this fall, uh, during this fall, um, and then beyond, too. But yeah, I mean, all I can see on the horizon is just traveling more and more, meeting new people, speaking to, to people about what God has done in my life, and hopefully inspiring them with my music and my story to really just like hold on to God and surrender everything to Him. You definitely need to tell us when you're in the Orlando area or anywhere near. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I was there, I think, last year. So hopefully I'll be oh, there again soon. Yeah. Perfect. Also, yeah. tell us if you have any Instagram or Facebook pages that you uh, manage because we will love to follow yeah. you. Yeah. So I used to actually like hate social media. And then <laughs> I, I got all my pages for Dana Catherine and now I'm obsessed. So you can find me on there. Instagram, just look up Dana Catherine Music. Um and you'll find me on Instagram. Facebook is just facebook.com slash Dana Catherine Music. I'm also on Twitter, although that's like a weird thing. Some people are on it, some people aren't, but <laughs> yeah. it's um, at Dana Catherine underscore. Um, and then also my website, you'll be able to track my events and get any information you need. And that's DanaCatherineMusic.com. And that's also where you'll find her blog, too, which is really cool. I love reading about all the things that you have coming up and all of your experiences and stuff like that. So it's really neat that you share that with everybody. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I need to put a new blog up there soon. Yeah. (laughs) Very cool. All right, Dana, it was your fault. So now I'm going to have to ask you, what's your favorite Taylor Swift song? I mean, you brought it up. (laughs) Oh, my gosh, my favorite Taylor Swift song. I would have to say, just because of the memory, singing it um the song love story right isn't that what it <gasps> yes called? i think that's a song that i was introduced to taylor swift when i was at uf i love that song oh my too gosh. <laughs> oh you went to uf that's cool okay a few of my friends have been there but um <laughs> yeah love story is by far i think my favorite at least of her like older songs yeah. the other day i was um at a bonfire with my friends and they were singing some songs and that was one of them and every single one of us knew that song so yeah i just i always thought that was a great song the idea behind it and obviously like she's an amazing songwriter and it's so catchy that's Um, true and you guys relate to the whole like guitar piano thing so i think that's really cool too about you know your music world (laughs) yeah exactly so yep love story love that song (laughs) you've been so fabulous dana thank you so much for being on the podcast today oh thank you so much Catherine. this was a lot of fun (laughs) (laughs) thanks for tuning in everybody i'm Catherine from faith fit catch you on the next one heart, in my soul, empty spaces take control, they're begging to be complete, just begging to be complete, from the start, all I knew, is that I was made for you.
You show me where to go 